Scramble Founders. Hi, my name is Adrian from Clean Voice. And this is Mash from Sparrow. And today we're going to talk about dealing with anxiety as a founder. So entrepreneurship is really hard, emotionally taxing as a founder. You think about a lot of things which are out of your control or in your control, like your competitors, your customers, the things you should be doing, the things you should not be doing, wasting time, and a lot of other thoughts which come as a founder. And yeah, it can be sometimes overwhelming and even sometimes can bring you to burnout or other horrible stuff as a founder. And I think we should talk about the mental state of founders and how we should deal with this and maybe our personal stories. So, Mash, did you ever experience anxiety as a founder? <laughs> I have a, I specialize in, in, in anxiety. I even had anxiety way before I was a founder. But jokes aside, yeah, no, for sure. Because the problem, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, Adrian, is that the core, the core reason for anxiety, I think, in general, is that you're worrying about results that might not go the way you expected or expect them to be, or you're worried about things going the wrong way, or you're worried that you might not be good enough for something or that something's going to go wrong that's out of your control, right? Like, like you just said. And I think as a founder, the reason it gets tough is because now you have people counting on you. So with Clean Voice, with Sparrow, like we have customers who are depending on our people or our, on our product. And so you're not just building something that's for your, you know, camping site, personal camping site. You're building something that's for the world, right? So all of a sudden your anxieties, your personal insecurities, your things you can't control, all of these just kind of merge together and it gets you extremely worried or gets me extremely worried because now I'm thinking, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. I wonder how that's going to go. And it really, what's the word? Chips away at your sanity over time, I think. Uh, but if you're able to conquer it rather, or if you're able to deal with it, handle it, you know, whatever term you use or live with it, I think makes you more stronger and a defensible human being over time but it takes a lot of practice and a lot of time as well i do agree with that statement that over time it becomes slightly easier but not because it's easier it's just maybe you got used to it or maybe have some mindset shift in the beginning of clean voice i had a lot of anxiety not necessarily in the beginning but let's say after two months of sorry clean voice and these uh, thoughts were doubts. Am I good enough? Can I fight against the giants in the, of the industries? Am I capable to build a company? And these doubts come here and again, these questions about what I'm doing, is it worth it? Why am I doing it? They'll still come, but because I prepared my answers, I know that I assume I know the answer to these questions. Then by reiterating those the same answers, it helps you to overcome some of these issues. And I also over time accepted the fact that some things are out of control and you should not worry about it. Sometimes just accepting the fact, you're trying to prepare, of course, if you can do any actions and you, of course, maybe you should consider taking actions to deal with that anxiety since it's a 
your brain telling you that there's some risk which you may have to deal with. But if it's not something you can control, and there are a lot of factors as a founder you cannot control, then by accepting that you can't control them, you feel better about it. A better, not bad about it, but better. I mean, sure, you can. There's a lot of ways to improve dealing with anxiety and all these, let's say, questions, things we know from psychology and uh, stuff we know about, like meditation and just healthy habits help you overall keep a happy mental state. And having also a healthy body helps you to deal with these things better. And I can tell that from personal experience. So I think about six months ago, I stopped going to the gym, stopped doing sports. And my let's say my mental health wasn't the best. And also my body health. Um, I was eating just fast food all day and not really giving a shit about myself. And... I really saw that I just had more anxiety. I just had more doubts. I was more unproductive. And this started as a negative spiral for myself, for my sanity. And by, let how can I say, just dealing with my shit, building healthy habits again, by meditating every day, doing going to the gym three times per week, and just other ha- healthy habits... Just having more healthy body really helped me deal with these anxiety as a founder. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting how you mentioned the physical and the mental, because I think and I know that both of these actually influence each other quite a bit, Adrian. And one thing that I've personally struggled with is obviously like I've not been to the gym in a while, but I've been looking for alternative ways to relax myself. Like I think one thing founders can take away from our episode today is, or rather two things that I want to personally say, Adrian, is number one, assessing the situation from an objective perspective, if possible, right? So when you're feeling anxious, and I was taught this by my therapist, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling pressured, where there is that, you know, your hands are jittery, your mind's rushing, you're worried about what to say on a live call or to a customer, you just got confronted. All of these things as a founder, you know, your your vendor or your supplier that you had a contract with, they're doing something they're not supposed to, all of these things together, when these things happen and you feel worried, it's there's a few things you can do. Number one is you take a deep breath. Number two is if you're having an intense emotion, I was taught to kind of delay your response by 20 to 30 seconds. What that does is intense emotions in your head take naturally 30 seconds usually to kind of go away. So when you have a very intense moment, when your hands are shaking, jittery, you're worried, scared, whatever, try to take a deep breath. Try to delay your responses to allow your brain to think a bit and to relax a bit. And that's that's a very easy thing to do. So Adrian, if I was on a phone call with you and you asked me something that I'm very worried about, I'm very anxious about, I can even say something like, Adrian, give me just one minute. Let me just think about this. Or I can say, Adrian, so can I please call you back in two minutes? I just really need some time to think. Depending on the context, obviously. But the trick is to delay responding as soon as possible. Like, don't push for responses too fast. Delay it with the breath delay by calling the person back in two minutes, delay things by going for a walk, whatever it is that you need to do to remove yourself from the intensity. That's the first thing that I would recommend doing. And then number two is looking at it objectively. So again, this was taught to me by my therapist is when situations around us trigger to feel anxious, like our heartbeat goes up, we start sweating, our hands start sweating, you know, our minds rushing, your body's reacting to an incident. Okay. 
That's totally normal. Everybody goes through it. Your body's trying to speak to you mentally and or physically. So once you're able to calm down just a little bit, even if it's a few minutes later or an hour later, go back to the situation in your head and ask yourself whether or not your feelings were subjective based on your personal thoughts and personal insecurities, or are they objective? Meaning, was the situation actually that bad? And so to give you an example, put up a personal story. So back in my days, and I won't say any names, but I had, I had girlfriends where I would feel like they're cheating on me. And that really was not rational at all. I would think, oh, you know, let's say, I don't know, Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie's out. She's been out for three hours for lunch with a guy friend. She's probably cheating on me, right? And then when she would come back, I would like, you know, confront her like, oh, are you cheating on me, et cetera. This is obviously not an entrepreneurship example, but it's a very common example for a lot of men, I think. And so you look at this situation and the thing is, I think she's cheating because of my past, because my actual first girlfriend cheated on me, right? So it's my insecurity. It's my preconceived notion. It's what has happened to me in the past that I'm projecting onto the next person and I'm making her feel bad. I'm making her feel like I don't trust her, right? So similarly in, in our founder world, so I run a platform of startup founders and advisors who help startups scale their businesses, right? So if one of my, actually my first ever advisor on the platform, and I said this story on a previous episode, she had the worst session ever. And when I told her how she can improve, I gave her three tips. She replied to my email saying, Mash, I don't have time for this. So I thought, wow, I didn't show enough value to her. I picked the wrong person because I have no skill set in that case. I'm such a failure. So now if I take that insecurity and I move down my startup founder advisory platform, whatever you call it, now, if I have an advisor who comes on and if I'm constantly like doubting everything they're saying, if, if I'm constantly anxious again, that, oh, you know what? This advisor is going to give me the worst session on earth. You know, is it really that advisor or is it really me? Right. So these things can actually over time help you lower your anxiety. I know it has helped me and it's actually backed by science. And to just summarize what I just said is number one, try to delay your response to things that make you very anxious or very emotionally intense, et cetera. You can do this by taking long breaths. You can do this by taking a walk. You can do this by asking people to call you back in two minutes, et cetera. Number two, during the situation or even after the situation, when you look back in hindsight, try to ask yourself if it was really because the situation itself was bad or because you're letting your own thoughts from the past, your own memories, your own bad memories from the past actually make your current situation feel worse. Than it actually is. And lastly, Adrian, I'll throw the mic over to you after this one. One thing you mentioned in the beginning of this episode was things like going to the gym and meditation. That's fantastic. You know, over time, being in nature, looking at the water, if you're a water person, going camping, if you're a forest person, these things can actually disconnect you from your daily hustle as a founder and put you in an environment where you're not obligated to deliver on deadlines. And when you remove yourself from these situations, you need to train yourself to relax because over time, it actually makes you a better decision maker and it actually helps you deliver better results as a founder. Because if you're always turned on, if what I mean by that is if, you're, if your brain is always trying to deliver on things every day, you will wear out as a founder. Do not get burnt out. It is not a sprint. It is a marathon. Very critical. Over to you, Adrian. Those actionable tips, which you currently mentioned now, I think definitely are some which I employed and I think you should employ in general in your life. So not necessarily in 
your founder life, but in your personal life as well. And I think those two are quite intertwined because it's hard to not take, let's say, entrepreneurship personal and something which is part of your DNA. So re- think dealing anxiety as an entrepreneur should be rather dealt how I deal with anxiety in general, how I perceive entrepreneurship should be how I perceive myself part of this life because you can't i don't think it's really possible to separate the work and your personal life especially when in the beginning of the entrepreneurship life you it's more than that it's part of your identity and it's understandable that you have to take it more personal i don't think it's that easy to separate yourself from the entity itself and yeah that's something uh, you should consider when you deal with anxiety, you're dealing personally as an anxiety as a person and not it's necessarily the company's fault that you're feeling anxiety and uh, you should deal it as in general. Um, now, I think we could end this episode by telling to both of us one story, how we went for anxiety and how we dealt with it. And I will start with memory which I, which happened, let's say, several months ago. So it started by me seeing from a competitor a new feature release. It seemed like a very cool feature. It brought a lot of attention. And I was like, oh no, the compet- competition is crushing me and so on. And of course, we could talk about competition versus non, like how you should deal competition in a future episode, if you should ignore it or not. It's more about like the emotional part, how I went back then. And yeah, in that moment, I felt like, oh, I have to hurry up. I have to, I was getting sweaty palms. I was thinking, okay, how I can keep up with the competition. And overall, I felt defeated, more or less. I then took a break because I said I was not going anywhere. And after that, I went for a walk. I went for a walk in the nature about 20 minutes long and I calmed down and I wasn't like thinking anything particular. I just let my mind wander because I felt like it was necessary for me to not think about it directly, just more indirectly as thoughts come in and go while walking. And when I came back, I didn't have the emotional part, but I still was thinking like, okay, competition has done X. What should I do? Because I still, I separated the emotion at least, but I still had this particular problem. And at least the emotion wasn't so strong. And how I, how then I dealt it, I thought about it, tried to think what I should do as my next step after I calmed down. And in that day, I took a decision how I should proceed. And in that particular case, I felt like, okay, I will do something similar to the competitor, slightly different, make a plan how to do it. And then, oh, the whole issue got resolved. And that's something which I've dealt. And I think similar stories like that happened also in the past. What was your story? Or what was your last recalling memory on dealing on anxiety as a founder, Mesh? I can't tell you. It's too personal. I'm kidding. So that's an interesting question, Adrian. As, as you were telling your story, I'm like, oh, great. Like, I didn't know I have to tell a story here. So there's actually two items, right? Number one is when I realized how strong my competitors and moat is, right? And the way I see moat for startups is when they build. So what a moat is for non-English speakers is castles back in the day had moats where it's like a water body around the castle, making it very difficult for 
enemies to get inside the castle. So you had to go over the bridge that the castle puts down, but the castle is not going to give you access, right? So you have to somehow cross the body of water or find some creative way to get inside the castle. So when startups have moats, the way I see it is they have built out something about their brand, something about their business, their product, their service, their marketplace, whatever, that makes it tremendously difficult to steal their clients, tremendously difficult to copy their business, et cetera. And so when I realized what my, I want to call them my previous competitors in a way, I guess. So our current competitors, when I looked at my current competitors and I saw how good their SEO is, I wanted to jump off my balcony. It's not even anxiety. That's suicidal at that point. Joking. So I was like, wow, like, are you kidding me? Like you, every Google term, every keyword that I put in their result number one, you're joking me. What in the hell? So then I did tremendous amount of research on their entire website. I pulled their sitemap. I looked at all of their keywords and that just made me feel worse because then after two, three hours of research, I'm like, wow, these guys have been building their business for five years. At that time, I was maybe building it for a year and they've done such a great job at SEO. There's no fucking way on planet earth that I can actually surpass them sooner than five years. And by five years, they'll be 10 years in their business. So there's like, how the fuck am I going to win this? You can hear the anxiety in my breath, Adrian. So that was one, the way I came out of it. I never really came out of that, out of that anxiety, but then I kind of looked at it as, okay, there's 14 different customer acquisition channels. Clearly Google is their, one of their best ones. How can I still win the competition? How can I leverage what I'm personally very good at to get ahead of them? Right. And we'll talk about that in, in, I think, the next episode. So number two, though, the constant anxiety that I have, Adrian, is just checklist items. Unfortunately, because of where I am with Sparrow today, there's so many things I have to do, try and test. It's actually pretty weird. If you look at my Notion doc, which is basically like a notepad, but it's really cool. I have so many checklist items that I actually struggle with prioritization. I know what I have to do, but because there's seven other items that I have to get out of the way, I am extremely worried that if I don't do them on time, I'm going to fail. But the problem is I'm only one person. So the constant anxiety that I have is how can I kill stuff from my checklist and get as much done before the day ends. But the next day I come back and it's the same checklist items. And over time, it's very taxing. So personally, that's something I'm struggling with. But you know, I know what I have to do. I know how to prioritize. It's just, I'm a bit arrogant. So that's my, that's my anxiety story, Adrian. It's funny because we're, we're giving a podcast on anxiety yet. I'm the anxious one. Ironic.